everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy. If you don't know that by now, but I would hope that you did, because this is like the 26th episode in this series. So if you haven't learned my name by now, now you do. Merry Christmas. Um, I'm joined today with an absolute sweetheart. So excited to have this conversation. Um, Alice, Alice, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello everyone, my name is Alice and I'm actually from Ireland, I'm from Dublin, so it's like really late here now, but any conversation with Taylor Swift, I'm here for it. So my favourite album is actually Speak Now, it is just, yeah, Dylan's waving his hand. Yes, Speak Now stands <laughs> rise. It's amazing and I love it. Um, I only really became a proper Taylor Swift fan when 1989 came out, I know. I know. And confession, I had such a big, like, I actually despised her for so long. Yikes. I don't know why. I feel like I was just like, oh my God, why is she so successful? Why is it not me being the center? Of the <laughs> but no, we're on a good, we're on a good, me and Taylor, we're close now. We're besties. We, I, I love her so much now. <laughs> I respect that. I love that. And 1989 was like, such a turning point for lots of people too. So you're, you're not even alone in that, but lots of people hated her until like, even like reputation and then lover came out and then folklore and everyone is like, it's like cool to like Taylor Swift again. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, over here, like, it's still like, ew, oh. you like Taylor Swift. And I'm like, yeah. And the oh. problem is. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> Turn around, <laughs> mind your business. Exactly. <laughs> exactly um I love that I love that you love speak now too because that's my favorite album too speak now stands we like I I just like to think that speak now stands have elite taste and you know they do they carry a lot of the um, the fandom in my opinion they're just like they're believe that I totally believe that I don't I feel like the Taylor Swift fandom crumbling without us crumbling without now stands there there would be no flavor there would be no spice without us that's 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 the tweet and I think that like like speak now stands and folklore stands because they both appreciate like the songwriting aspect of Taylor Swift it's like we are the foundation of this fandom pyramid the foundation yeah Yeah, I'm proud to be the foundation of the Taylor Swift fandom (laughs) You're carrying the weight of the entire Swifty fan on my shoulders every day. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> as much as we we adore Speak Now, obviously, we are here to talk about one of the more popular songs on Fearless, which I'm excited to talk about just because, you know, we've got like so many different points of this song. Um, the Way I Loved You, which is which is just I- iconic as is, um, but it, it, it really blew up like, in the Swifty fandom with TikTok and whatnot and how it like kind of popped off in Swift talk and everyone was like, Oh, I really love this song. And honestly, before like this time last year, I don't think I had ever listened to that song all the way through. I was like, no, I'm actually completely the same. Like I only, I only, I'm going to be honest. I only started listening to it because I'm, because I dumped my, dumped my ex-boyfriend and I was like, okay, I got to I got to get some aggression and anger out and I screamed this song at the top of my lungs for a week and a half. I was oh, like That's the perfect way to handle it, you know? It's it's Taylor Swift having accessible lyrics to your life situations and you just being able to like 
let it out. And then if you ever feel like that again, you can always go back to it and let it out again. Exactly. It is a part of my coping mechanism routine. As it should be. <laughs> and it it's healthy to too. It's healthy. It's a healthy coping mechanism. Really? Um, so we talked about that, that just a little bit, you know, like us enjoying it. Um, but tell me like, why specifically is it one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? Oh, now since we all know I am a speak now Stan and I appreciate the songwriting profession I honestly think that this song shows a perspective of like relationships a lot of people have and a lot of people go through like I hate you so much but I literally just am like I hate you so much that I love you type of thing and you work me up so much that I love you because all that's all that jazz and all that fun stuff, you know, that really shouldn't be a thing, but it is, you know, but I, I think it's just because I, I, I relate to that song personally because I experienced something like that. Like I had a bit of like the bad boy persona yeah. who was kind of like, Oh my God, why do you do that stuff? Why do you listen to that? Like, and then I had like the nice guy. And I was like, this is not as exciting. <laughs> like I'm bored. Like you're great, but I am bored. Right. So I feel like I, I can relate to it so much from like being a teenager and it just being like, I'm going to cry about my life all the time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's, that is such a specific connection to this song. Like that is like, yeah, like, that, he I, is. like <laughs> hearing your explanation of it feels like this song was like written about that situation. It's like copy and paste this exact song. And paste. Now, this song may have been released way before I was even in the realm of dating boys, but I like to think Taylor Swift wrote it with myself in mind. <laughs> That's what she did. As you, as we established, you are carrying, you're the foundation, you know, carrying... Okay. Swifties and you inspired Taylor Swift herself this your relationship absolutely me as like a five-year-old <laughs> she, she saw five-year-old Alice and she was like I know exactly what she's gonna go through I I, I just got it all planned in the back of my head absolutely and she was like there we go perfect I love that and you talked about it a little bit like you know what it means to you obviously because you've so explicitly connected it to your life is there a specific maybe before you had been through that situation or even afterwards what your interpretation of the song was because this one's kind of in your face about what it is oh yeah so no I mean like like it's not very yeah. the songwriting isn't what's the word vague like you know no she gets she's at, she's pointed like it's not like it's <laughs> this knife, it's not blunt it is stabbing. <laughs> it really is stabbing I feel like my that was my initial interpretation and I feel like I'm very, oh my God, my little inner music nerd is coming out. Like uh, music over time, your interpretation changes and how you feel about the lyrics are very different as you get older. And yeah, just like, I feel like this song is open to everyone's interpretation because I, you know, it may be copy and paste it specifically for me, but um, like I, I said to you just like before we started, like this song really helped my life in the last few days. Like my interpretation in literally the past like 72 hours has completely changed of this song. Because when I tell you this is going to be in my top 100 on Spotify at the end of the year because of my life decisions recently. 
I mean, like, I just, I love this song so much. I'm always like, have you heard this song? Whenever my friend is like, after getting out of a relationship with like a bad boy and it's like, yeah, I need someone who's nice and he's going to open the door for me. And I'm like, are you realistically going to go for that? Or are you going to call your ex in like two hours? Like, what? Right. Like, what? That is. What are we getting out here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's definitely this song is like a consoling method would be very interesting especially if you know your friends because you know you've got lots of friends who are like oh I'm done with this guy I'm never gonna go back to him ever again and then like less than you know two days later you're like oh I'm like I of course they're my friends I'm definitely not talking about me you know (laughs) not me (laughs) and you know what you know what sometimes you have um you have to go through that you know get yeah. over it maybe 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 that'll be the situation for an extended period of time but you know it's your life and you should love it however you want yeah exactly and I, I just I have to say like the lyrics like I got them up here well I know them in my head but like you know just for reference the whole thing about I'm a screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain when was Taylor Swift on my reality tv show <laughs> when did she appear it's 2 a.m and I'm cursing her name every night was she also standing by my window this is just a question I have to pose I think that Taylor Swift is actually following you around she's she's, (laughs) Taylor Swift is stalking me (laughs) Taylor it's not the other way around Taylor Swift is stalking you she's writing all of all of the songs are explicitly about your life and we're just we we all thought you know all these songs were like Oh, this one's about Joe Jonas. That one's about Taylor Lautner. No, it is about no, you. It's about my life. Oh my gosh, girl. That's so sad. I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. We're all okay. All is all fine in the life of me. I swear. Don't be worried it. about me. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to get through it. I promise. <laughs> you didn't sound very convinced. <laughs> um okay in reference to uh track placement this is always like one of the more interesting questions and I think this song this song has very interesting placement being smashed between you're not sorry which is the slowest one of the most saddest songs on the album and forever and always which is 100% just a kiss off like I don't need you I you're a child get away from me kind of thing like yeah so what are your thoughts? Does this song make sense being sandwiched between these two in general? Um, sense, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> but to me, like being sandwiched between you're not sorry, which is just like, I am, I'm so sad, like cry. And you know what? I don't need you anymore. You literally are a child. Right. I feel like this, like being sandwiched between those, it's the bridge between the two of them. Like that is my kind of like inner interpretation of a little music nerd coming out here with all my terminology. (laughs) Um, Like she's so sad and upset and you're not sorry. And then she's like, but I actually miss the screaming and the fighting and every bad thing that you've done, even though I'm trying to go on with somebody else. And then forever and always, she's like, do you know what? I actually don't need this anymore. Get out. Goodbye. I'm over it. See ya. Bye-bye. And I feel like, the track placement it may not make sense to some people but when you re- when you when you do the good L Swifty I'm gonna read between the lines when you read between the lines you actually say you know what 
she is going on a journey and we've just been taken through that journey with like just three songs and that's what I I, I, I think it makes total sense in my brain anyway I think Abs- it's like perfect no absolutely and I I strongly agree with you I think like sometimes people look at like this question and look at like track lists in general and are like sonically it doesn't make sense like when you have like like I, I always bring this up but like all too well into 22 everyone and their mom is like, what is happening here? Why is this happening? And sometimes it doesn't have to make sense like sonically and it just has to make sense like lyrically. And I think that you calling The Way I Loved You the bridge between, you're not sorry, where she is so obviously upset and forever and always where she's like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. I'm over it kind of thing. So I, I agree. I do think that it is a, yeah. It's a very solid bridge. Taylor Swift building the, the best bridges. It's what she does. Building the best bridges. And I honestly feel like that the transition from you're not sorry to the way I loved you to forever and always is something that so many people can actually relate to. Like you're so sad and upset about it. And you're like, but no, I want you back. And you're like, no, I actually don't. Like, like mm. I actually don't really need you anymore, but thank you. But no, <laughs> thanks, but no. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's, I feel like it's perfect, like just sandwiched there, sitting pretty, you know, doing this little thing, enjoying itself. I just feel like it's perfect. And maybe, I don't know, my interpretation will actually help people be like, oh yeah, you know what? She's actually, that 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 weird Irish girl's onto something, you know? <laughs> kind of got a little bit of, she's got a little bit of knowledge somewhere. I love that. It's the music. <laughs> it's the music terminology for me. You could tell me anything in a confident tone and I would believe you. I'd be like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm, literally, this is all off the top of my head. I have not done music in about two years. So anything I say cannot be totally true. Oh I, I believe I, I'm like, I, I'm falling down this hole of believing because I hadn't interpreted it that way either. And then because I personally, I was that person who was like, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm confused. I'm getting whiplash. I need to take a nap after this. Um, but that makes perfect sense to the, to be the bridge between the two. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Go off. Awesome. You have, you have converted me to uh, the way I loved you bridge speaker. <laughs> Live on this podcast recording, Dylan has been converted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I live on a main street and there's always cars like revving their engine and they always get caught in the back. So I try to like mute myself really quick so that they don't get caught. But... There's a police helicopter flying through my neighborhood right now. So uh-huh. if we hear him, He's okay. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. In regards to this song and how it sounds in comparison to other albums, do you think that this song would work well on any other album? Oh, oh, I like this one. Thank you. I was very proud of myself for that one. (laughs) That is a good question. I'm trying to do like my little road, my little Taylor Swift Rolodex and just kind of like feel my, feel my way around it. I feel like it could work. It could work. But if it was placed between the right tracks, that would be for me, like if she put it on red and it was placed between tracks that kind of like worked, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I can, I can take it. I can take it. Um, but like if she just bopped it on to folklore or evermore, I'd be like, girl, where? <laughs> where did we take a trip back to the 2000s like this was not the vibe do you know what I mean like I feel like it has it does have that very fearless vibe yeah 
like it has that significant little fearless vibe and I feel like if she if you popped it on to like speak now or something because that kind of had a little it wasn't a, I'm not nothing wasn't a big evolution I'm just saying it was it was a little bit of a step up for her she got grew a little she grew up a little bit had new experiences and stuff and I feel like you could pop it on another album but I don't I'm very happy with where it is right now my little bridge sitting pretty doing what she's meant to do do you know I'm I would literally if she popped it somewhere else I'd be like okay yeah I get it but don't maybe just (laughs) I love that which which album do you think whether it be like sonically or lyrically which album do you think it would fit the best on Ooh, oh sonically I feel like it could go in 1989 just because it has a little bit of a kind of poppy kind of it was a, a very poppy for her like kind of more little pop rocky I was like oh right. she's starting out she's having a little moment where she's like hmm do I want to be a country star anymore I don't know I feel <laughs> like if she, no seriously like if she pops it on 1989 I'd be like okay yeah I see it right add a little bit of a synth in there then maybe I would get the vibe a little bit more but I do feel like if she was to put it anywhere I would see it like in 1989 or now I'm putting this as a very big slash in the game <laughs> or on red just because of the from off the top of my head like she brought in a lot more guitars like a kind of electric guitar feel okay. on red and I I love that I love a little electric guitar I think it's great but I do feel like red or 1989 any of the other ones I can't in my brain see it in my ears, it would not please me. <laughs> I, I I respect that. But you brought up my my first hot seat question accidentally while you were talking, which is, let's say you were to put it on 1989 and it was to have 1989 production and be like synth pop, kind of cute. What tracks would you put it between? Oh my God. You literally, like, I have that question, like, hidden from everyone before and I keep it to like right here to hear what they say and the fact that you brought it up before I even said it I was like what's happening right now (laughs) oh 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 okay now sonically people are gonna come at me but lyrically and meaning wise I have my reasons so hear me out and come at me later on I feel like I would, no, controversially, I would move Shake It Off from between All You Had To Do Was Stay and I Wish You Would. And I would actually put The Way I Loved You in between those. Oh, okay. So it would go All You Had To Do Was Stay, The Way I Loved You, and I Wish You Would? Yeah. And then we'd pop Shake It Off um, after I Wish You Would. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Or... I'm kind of rethinking, rethinking myself a little bit now. I would pop it in between. I wish you wouldn't bad, bad blood. Oh, because that would be, yeah. I wish you would. And if you put it in between, I wish you wouldn't bad blood. I feel like that would have very similar energy to it being between um, you're not sorry and forever and always already. Yeah. I rethought I, my, my brain a hundred miles a minute. And I was like, all you had to do is stay with me. Good. But I, then I was like, oh no, wait, I wish you would. Mm-mm. No, we don't want that. No, but I feel like between my final answer, I promise is I, it would go between, I wish you wouldn't bad blood because I feel like that is another bridge. She is bridging. <laughs> she is, we are walking across her into That's enlightenment. <laughs> I love that. And that's perfect. Cause 1989 <laughs> is already such a story telly album in general. Oh yeah. 
and I love I love an album that tells a story so and I love a song that tells a good little story which Absolutely. I appreciate a lot coming coming from a country where we write ballads like our folk songs are ballads that tell stories I'm like give me a song that tells a story any day of the week and I will love you forever <laughs> and this must be why you're a Speak Now stan, because I think every song on Speak Now is a, an incredible, like, storytelling song, and they all have such, like, like, oh, I can't explain it, but, like, even, like, the story of us is just, like, a beginning-to-end kind of storytelling song, Dear John, Last Kiss. Not you bringing up my favorite song on that album. Oh, I love the story of us, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my all-time favorite and I feel like it doesn't get enough appreciation in general so no. that's the tweet on that no. and it was a single like you think people more people would hear what? it I've recently found that out because I was way too young to know that at the time <laughs> right no I think that that was like the turning point for when I became a Swifty it was when I saw the, the story of us music video and I was like oh my god this is so good and then I listened to her older stuff and I was like yeah. that doesn't sound like the same girl um no, that's what happened <laughs> me as well when I became a stan at 1989 I was like okay if I'm gonna do this properly I better go back and have a little listen and I was like who are you and what have you done to this poor girl <laughs> this right. poor girl can you imagine like becoming like a 1989 stan and assuming that all of the music the four albums she had made before that were also like that that would be like you go you go back and it's either you're gonna be very impressed or you're gonna be really really let down and <laughs> oh it's like culture shock right like like as I was exploring, I went I went backwards. So I went red and then I went speak now and then it went fearless and then I went debut. It was like, what is going on? I am so lost and confused. When did she leave Tennessee? Where did this go? <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> like where is she? That's what is so, she doing? It's so chaotic. I can't imagine like like there's so many people who became Swifties during the reputation era. And oh God, yeah. For them to like maybe know that you belong with me and love story exists but to like if the first taylor swift song you ever heard was look what you made me do and then you assumed that all of her music was going to be like that i would be like i would love to see someone experience that like in person oh, yeah no because when i when i heard the way i loved you for the first time it was out of body i mean like i ascended into the heavens i was like what is this when did Taylor Swift kind of give me that little pump, pop punk vibe I was looking for? I was like, I am nervous, but I am here. Right. I am living. She's... And this is an experience. And it's so great because like, you can like, oh, I can't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but you can fall in love with like specific parts of like, if you like reputation and you like that, that crazy like guitar or bass or stuff yeah. that is like sprinkled throughout her songs from previous albums you just have to like you just gotta like find the right ones and like you know I just feel bad for the people who like discover her during reputation and are like oh I'm gonna go sit down and listen to her discography and the first song they hear is Tim McGraw and maybe they're like oh is this what all of her early music is like not that it's bad just that it's not reputation no and I totally understand that because like I like obviously I bopped on from being a 1989 stan but not everyone had to have had their little pop punk emo phase in school when they were like 14. I know I did, still kind of living through it. We won't talk about <laughs> that today. But when I heard The Way I Loved You, I was like, Taylor, you get me. 
you know me like this is it this is what I needed when I was that age how did I not know this existed so I discovered it as like a 16 year old and I was like oh okay Taylor you're not just a country artist anymore miss girl (laughs) you really are going for it Right. And it's it's just it's so cool. I just I I just love that she can swap genres and still keep like oh, the storytelling. She's got like so many things about her specifically that make her unique and like a powerful, different, iconic artist. And like the fact that you can do like six different genres so far and yeah. still keep the elements that make you you in there, like the songwriting and stuff, like blows my mind (laughs) blows my tiny little Irish mind that's it that's it um talking about songwriting uh what is your all-time favorite lyric from this song oh now now there's I have a lot of favorite lyrics from this song I I think lyrically this is a fantastic like teenage angst song you're right um because we don't get a lot of like ooh 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 teenage angst songs do you know but um I feel like um oh god oh just so frustrating intoxicating complicated that is the weirdest the weirdest line I could have picked out but it is literally my favorite one because it's like you have just described everything that I needed in those couple of words and I'm like that is it frustrating intoxicating and complicated (laughs) it's my life right now (laughs) right and it's also the way she says like those like three words those are all really big like words try and mash into like how quickly she says them but like even like is melodically the word like that's like melodically I don't know how to explain it the melody you got it thank you (laughs) the melody (laughs) the melody of those like four words it's just it's so pretty to listen to in general um yeah and me being a little nitpicky music nerd like even the tone of her voice and the like inflections and the way she says them like frustrating intoxicating complicated like you can really hear that and you're like yes that is it (laughs) frustrating intoxicating complicated like I I think that's one of my favorite I don't know whether everyone hears that, whether I've just made that up in my little head, but I hear that. And that is like one of my kind of favorite little tiny bits that you hear in in her music, like the way she says things, the way she kind of conveys emotions through her performance of those specific words. You're like, yes, that is it. <laughs> that is exactly, you stuck a pin right in it and that was what I needed that's my favorite I love that one so much and it's like it's in the bridge and I I do love that bridge as well but um that I think it's just it's literally five words and it was the whole everything everything in that song was summed up in five words and I just oh immaculate songwriting one woman (laughs) she's some woman for one woman isn't she yeah absolutely (laughs) and I I totally get what you mean with like the inflections and stuff she does that like so much in so many of her songs and it's yeah. like you can put a bunch of words on paper but you have to sing them and you have to have emotion and you have to be able to like make your audience like 
feel things in general with just like if you're listening to a CD, you don't have any visuals to go along with it. It's oh, like, oh, yeah, you get your voice and that's it. And if it's not enough, it's not enough. But like you've got that like that. I totally get what inflection you're talking about. And you've got like yeah. moments in like, what is it like last kiss where she's got like a voice tremble and like she like kind of like is like breathing for a second. And then you've got ready for it where she like clears her throat at the beginning. And it's like, there's so many I like- love those things. I think that is what makes her stand out. Just mm-hmm. like, not that she doesn't stand out. Like, I'm sorry, who can, who can do what she does? No one can do what this woman does. Literally. But it kind of is what elevates her music that even more for me, because I'm such a little music nerd. Like I've been doing music since for like, what, 13 years now. So I'm like, I, Taylor Swift, 13. is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but um, like, I, I'm very nitpicky with who I like in music and what I like. And if I don't like a song, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's good. Like, I actually think it's a really bad song, but I haven't said that about any Taylor Swift songs ever. That's so it. this woman doesn't miss confirmed. She got Alice's music nerd stamp of approval. And I I think Taylor Swift. I'm going to get a stamp and it's going to go everywhere. If a song is bad, no, we're not getting a stamp. I love that for you. I love that. That's going to be Taylor Swift. If you're listening, um, there's your stamp. Merry Christmas. You, you deserve That's it. That's all you need. No more VMAs, no Grammys. <laughs> nothing that's it that's that's the ultimate award it's the highest accolade (laughs) um so what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13 one to 13 very specific number oh Um, coincidence yeah oh I love this song a lot and it really has helped me get through a lot and it reflects some times in my life where I really needed to hear it and the only now, I would give it 13. And there's one reason why I'm not giving it 13. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because <laughs> I am so superstitious <laughs> that the number 13 actually scares me <laughs> so much. So I don't want to bring bad luck. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 12. Oh. For the sheer fact, I'm too scared of the number 13. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I... I love that for you. But at the same time, this does throw my second hot seat question off just a little bit, which is which Taylor Swift song would you give a 13? But since- no, do you know what? If I wanted to give, um, I will give it a 12.999999. Okay. That is what I'm happy with. I would give that to Champagne Problems. Good choice. I mean, who if, you, if you're not giving... Um, 12.99999 if you're like me and scared of number 15 <laughs> um, if you're not giving it that number to that song I don't know who you are mm-hmm. um, close, a close second to that would honestly have to be 7 such a good song the fact that you put Champagne Problems next to 7 I, I'm thrilled 7 uh, like my favorite song on Folklore I, I love that one so much you have 7 the story of us Champagne Problems are we best friends now? I feel like we're best friends. I think we are. <laughs> I think it's just a given at this point. It is. This is it. This is, we are, we're best friends. You don't get a choice. That's it, actually. Oh, I'm stuck for life. You're stuck nope. with me. No getting That's me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those are, those are really great choices. I love those songs. It's my entire being. Um, 
those were all of my questions though. So uh, do you have anything else you'd like to share or add? Say the floor is yours if you want it. Oh, the floor, the floor is mine if I want it. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> it's all yours. No, um, just to say that, um, just say thank you to Dylan for letting me come on because um, for those of you who don't know, which you probably do not know, I started following Dylan on TikTok a very long time ago when Dylan was a little itty bitty gleek and his content I will keep going (laughs) I will do it (laughs) exposing me to the people who only know me as a Swifty please (laughs) well he was a gleek at one time and he came up on my for you page one day and I was completely and utterly enamored and I am having the biggest little fangirl moment sitting in my little bedroom in Dublin, in Ireland, while he just got in the door from work to come and talk to me. And I was just like, ah, so excited. So yeah, big thank you to you for letting me come on and talk about the Taylor Allison Swift, who was in Belfast recently. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm in the same time zone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love th- I, I love that and it just thank you for all the compliments obviously I really appreciate it but just thank you for being so nice and working so well with me to make sure that we could get you know this to happen and just being up until like it's like 11 o'clock for you now right like it's, yeah just just literally like um like nearly um half past 11 at night but that's okay I was going to be up anyway law school assignment due tomorrow morning we love. <laughs> I got to interview someone from Ireland, um, an absolute sweetheart and a lawyer all at the same time. You killed, <laughs> that was three birds with one stone. <laughs> that is what we do here. We just kill all the birds with the one stone. We have to do it. <laughs> oh I don't mean that actually violently. I mean, like we try and do everything. We multitask a lot. That's it. Oh my God. We're not murderers. We don't do animal cruelty. <laughs> You just admitted to murdering a bunch of birds on recording. <laughs> this is something else. <laughs> oh my God. That's going to be my trailer for this episode. It's going to be um, Irish girl admits that Irish people kill birds with stones for fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. We're not murdering. I promise. We love animals. <laughs> <laughs> just thank you so much for doing this. Um, I oh, do really, really, I appreciate it. You're really, really sweet. And it was really nice getting to talk to you and just, and hear about how crazy chaotic your life has been for the last 72 hours and I just really hope that things get better thank you so much if you're wondering I am totally fine (laughs) I'm I'm rooting for you I'm team you um um well that is it for this episode of the long podcast studio sessions uh I hope you enjoyed I hope you listened this far and if you did I appreciate you because obviously you never have to so the fact that you did really means the world to me um I hope you have a good rest of your day night morning time uh, for the day um drink water stay safe wash your hands uh that's it I'll see you in like two days or speak to you in two days not see you I haven't seen you at all so that okay bye <laughs> Bye!